Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Wonderful. 
Amen, amen. The Lord bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble. Uh, for those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are about to conclude our most recent topic entitled, Every Child of God Must Know, K-N-O-W, Know. Every child of God must know, know. Very important word for you and I, children of God, if we want to keep the wiles of the devil, the tricks and the snares of Satan out of your life, we must know, know. We looked at capital A in our outline, recognizing who is offering. Titus chapter 2, verse 12, Mark chapter 15, verse 23, capital B. No weapon means no weapon. First uh, Corinthians, I mean uh, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, capital C, no condemnation. For those of us that are in Christ Jesus, there's no death penalty. Romans 8 and 1, Romans 5 and 18, capital D, no divination, no sorcery. These things will not work on us, children of God, when we walk in obedience to God. It's when we step outside of obedience to God that we make ourselves uh, available for uh, the adversaries, uh, the adversaries' works. 
We look at Numbers 23 and 23, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 14. And we are finishing up this evening, the Lord willing, capital E in our outline, no flesh. No flesh. Now, we thank God for an understanding that flesh uh, can represent any part of us that is not from God, any part of our fallen nature, of our fallen humanity. Understand that no, there's no good thing that dwells or lives in the flesh. Anything that's coming up out of you and me is uh, not good. It is only when we are, uh, as children of God, we submit to uh, the Spirit of God that we can do anything good, say anything good, anything coming out of our flesh. It's not good. It's not good. God says no good thing dwells in the flesh. So understanding that our walk as children of God is, is, is an attempt to walk less and less after the flesh, after the sinful man, after the sinful nature, and to walk more and more after the new man, the spirit man, the new creation. We looked at Galatians earlier today, Galatians chapter 3 and 3, and it's going to bring us on down to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 29. Let's see what God has in store for his people being in Jesus' mighty name. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Amen. First Corinthians chapter one. Verse twenty nine. From the New International Version. Our scripture reads, so that no one may boast before him, so that no one, so that no flesh may glory in his 
presence in flesh. No flesh. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you today, Father, for another beautiful day you have allowed us to see. Thank you, Father, for the mind to want to serve you, the mind to want to hear you, the mind to want to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. We give you all glory, all honor, and praise. Father, as we study this evening to show ourselves approved unto you, we ask, Father, that you will speak through these jars of clay, words of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, that your people may understand your good, pleasing, and perfect will even more. Forgive us, Father, of our sins and our iniquities which we have committed against you in thought, word, and deed. Father, we ask that you will lead and guide us this evening in your paths of righteousness, that your name may be guided, exalted, and praised. This is our prayer. We count it done in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Now, no flesh. As long as you and I think that we can come up with something out of ourselves, out of our sinful nature, out of our fallen nature that is pleasing to God, we will be in error. We will be in error. No flesh. There is nothing that we can present to God out of ourself that he is interested in or what he is pleased with. God says the only part of you all that God says he is pleased with is himself. Now, let's look at that. If the only part of us that God is pleased with is himself, his spirit, his word, his will, then without him in us, there is nothing about us that pleases him. Okay? This is why God got to send some folk to hell. Because he is not in them. Now, with him in us, we have the choice to listen to him, to submit to him, to operate in him. To We've we got the choice now. But without him in us, there is nothing in us that pleases him. There is nothing about us that pleases him. Even our righteousness to him is as what? Filthy right. As we look at 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, verses 18 on down through 31. We see Paul uh, sharing with the Corinthian saints the importance of Christ and the power of God. Christ as the wisdom and the power of God. Of God. Now, what are we talking about here with Christ as the wisdom and the power of God? The Bible lets us know that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was Jesus Christ. When you speak about wisdom, you're speaking about God's Word in action. God's Word manifesting. It's not just enough to know what God wants you to do. That's not wisdom. It's when you know what God wants and you put it into practice. Now it is wisdom. Christ was the wisdom of God. God wanted humanity to be able to be saved. But the way things were standing with man in the flesh and God in holiness, there was nothing to bridge the gap. So what God did, in, in essence, he used himself as a bridge. All right, now, now, let's look at it like this. Uh, what God has given me is in, in the spirit. You know, you and your friend are hiking in the woods. You fall into a ravine. Neither one of you can climb out. So you say, look, man, you know, I can't climb up there by myself. You can't climb up there by yourself to get us out. Climb up on my back. Climb up on my shoulders. Pull yourself out. Then work to pull me out. God, in essence, you know, sacrificed, laid down his life. So look, you all climb up on me so you can climb up out of this pit called sin. Your faith in Jesus Christ. God made a bridge. He used himself as a bridge to take man, to take you and I from where we were in the flesh and in sin to take us to where he is in holiness. He used himself. He's in, he used himself. And this is why the scripture tells us here that no flesh can glory in his presence. No, no flesh or no one shall boast before him. Why? Because God said, look, there was, you couldn't have done none of this without me. You couldn't have saved yourself without me. Understand that we can't heal ourselves without him. We can't deliver ourselves without him. We can't wake ourselves up without him. Some of you all wonder why God got to be praised, why God to be, because without him, we are nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. Christ, the wisdom, Christ is God's word in action, in manifestation, and the power of God. Now, look at verse 18. The Bible said, now, 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 the message of the cross is foolishness to them who are perishing. See, this is why we live in a generation where a lot of folks, they ain't trying to hear nothing about Jesus Christ dying and raising up. It's foolishness. You need to understand, I don't understand my voice, you think the message of the cross is foolishness. That, 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 that is an indicator of your spiritual condition. You know, um, what's the first thing they do, you know, uh, they think you're running a fever, you go to the hospital. What's the first thing they do? Take your temperature. Well, what does a temperature, uh, what does a, a thermometer do? It lets you know the internal temperature of the individual. Well, just like we have a temperature in the natural, God says you have a temperature. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
in the spiritual. Sometimes you, you need to understand that it's just as much a danger for your body to get too cold as it is for your body to get too hot. There's a certain level of homeostasis. So it is when it comes down to the things of God. So you can have a church that's too hot. That's too hot. Everything. And you can have a church that's too cold. God has got a temperature that he's got to maintain in the and in the spiritual. The cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. So, so you're, you know, the, the message of the cross is much like a thermometer. How you respond to the message of the cross will let you know your spiritual, your spiritual temperature. Ah, if the message of the cross is no big deal to you, it's because you are perishing. That's, that's let you, 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 that lets you know you need some serious attention. If your body temperature gets below a certain point, you start the dying process. If your body temperature gets too, too high, you start equally the dying process. The message of the cross, how do you respond to the message of the cross will let you know your, your spiritual condition. The Bible says, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Individuals that, that understand that salvation is the most important thing, the message of cross, and, and what God has in my spirit. Now, I went back and I watched some old Popeye cartoons from like the 19, I guess, 30s or whenever. You know, Popeye, you know, the sailor man, anytime he would get in some serious trouble, uh, he would pop him out a can of spinach. And when he eat that spinach, all oh, he could do, what he normally couldn't do. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at now? Well, what we understand is that the message of the cross is like our spiritual spinach. It's the power of God. We understand that as we submit ourselves to the message of the cross, we are empowering ourselves. As we submit ourselves to the message of the cross, we are edifying ourselves. As we submit ourselves to the message of the cross, we are encouraging ourselves. Some of you all understand my voice. You're depressed because you won't submit yourself to the message of the cross. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you're about ready to kill yourself because you won't submit yourself to the message of the cross. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, your marriage is about to break up. You're right ready to quit your job. You're right ready to put a gun to your mouth because you won't submit yourself to the message of the cross. The message of the cross is the power of God. It's the power of God. If you want the power of God in your life, God said you got to pass through the message of the cross, baby. God says it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. You keep right on reading them self-help books if you want to. But tell why don't. With that stuff, pull yourself up on bootstraps. Mess around, keep with that foolishness. You need Jesus. We need Jesus. God said, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. God said, I'll fix all that, that worldly stuff up, that fleshly stuff up, just so at the end of the day you end up more confused than you were when you started. It's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. Some of the supposedly greatest minds, supposedly, some of the greatest minds in our generation, a lot of these characters are, are confessed atheists. A lot of them. 
you know, cabbage, man, all kind of quantum physics and all kind of degrees. Jokers done looked all out and then get to the place where they don't believe there's no God no more. Listen, child of God, if, if, if that if that is where your wisdom is taking you, taking you at the end of the day to the place where you don't believe in God no more, then that is a wisdom that's not from God. Wisdom will take you into a bed. Who he is going to do what he said he's going to do. I said that the wisdom of the wise, worldly wisdom, worldly intelligence. God said, I'm going to fix it up. So at the end of the day, you're going to be more confused than you were than when you started. God said, where's the wise man? Where's the scholar? Where's the philosopher of this age? Now, remember, the Corinthians, man, they, they, they were into wisdom, worldly wisdom. You know, had the Areopagus there where the wise men of that, supposedly wise men of the day, would go and gather and just discuss and discuss the complexities and the intricacies of, of the... the, the <clears throat> Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. That's where the, you are, if you're wondering where the world's wisdom is ultimately trying to take you, it's trying to take you to a place just like we did yesterday where you don't believe in God no more. Why? Because there's two types of wisdom. There's wisdom that comes from God, which is peace-loving, which is, which is uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But then there's worldly wisdom, which is, which is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. The world's wisdom want to take you to play. That's why you turn on Hollywood. Turn on TV, Hollywood, a whole lot of these characters, man. Don't believe in no God. They don't believe in no God. A whole lot of them. That's why a lot of time in your movies you'll see, you know, individuals poking, poking fun at God or poking fun at, at the things of God, poking fun. It's amazing. Why? That worldly wisdom, that's, that's where worldly wisdom will take you. Worldly wisdom will take you to the place. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom or the world through worldly wisdom did not know him. God was pleased, though, through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. And God will, just, God will take something real, real simple. Real, real simple, you know, to let you know that he is who he said he is. God takes something real, real simple. Man dying on a cross, faith in a man dying on a cross will save us from death. Doesn't make any sense. No, not to the carnal mind. Because God said, I choose the foolish things of the, of the earth to confound the wise. I will, I will mix you up. I'll mix you up with something so simple, something so ironic. How is it faith in a man that died on a cross going to keep me from dying? God said, I can do that. How can, how can a man be both himself and his son? God said, I can do that. God can do anything he wants to do with you, to you, through you, and for you. 
For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Watch this. Jews demand a miraculous sign. Greeks want wisdom. But Paul said we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. See, you, in order to appreciate the message of the cross, in order to appreciate Christ, you've got to be in the right spiritual condition in order to appreciate it. Because if not, we just seen it. Jews demand a miraculous sign. Well, the Lord may not show you one. You know? The Gentiles or the Greeks, they wanted... Uh, they wanted wisdom. They wanted something that, that sounded real. Well, Lord may not show you that. But to those whom God has called, Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Watch this. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. It's not that God can't perform miracles. God said, I perform miracles every day. But God does not want his miracles to be why you believe in him and, and why you trust him. God wants you to believe in him and to trust him by faith. Then he'll show you. He'll show you miracles. God doesn't show you miracles, but I don't want that to be. Because then if, if it's miracles that got you believing, the minute I don't show you a miracle, the minute you Stop believing, or you don't want to believe. And it's not that God does not have wisdom. You know, God is the most intelligent of all beings. But he doesn't want the power of God to rest in um, the multitude of words. Most times in Scripture, when you see Jesus, and I've even found this to be the case in my life, before the Lord will perform a miracle, it will be something very simple he would tell people. Very simple instruction. It wouldn't, I mean, you know, you, if you're not careful, you would think it would have to. You'd have to, man, read a, a manual, man. Some of you all on your jobs, you got big old manuals. You got to read all kind of policies and procedures, stacks of stuff. You got to be, see, God come in and just be like, uh, Lazarus, come forth. Peter, come. Something very, very simple. Why? Because what God wants is he wants the power of God. He wants the power of God manifested through simplicity. He wants the power. That faith comes by hearing. The simple thing, God said, look, just listen to me. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, man, we men, we, we want to put a whole lot of stuff with a whole lot of stuff and do a whole lot of stuff. God be saying, look, simplicity. Great power through great simplicity. Look at what God does, verse 28. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things. Lowly things, 
despise things. Normally, what do we do with lowly things and despise things? We throw them out. We get rid of them. Get that up out of here. Don't nobody want that. God said, that'll be just the thing I'll come through. Can you imagine God? Watch this now. I'm going to blow your mind. God, because the Lord just blew my mind. God, the creator of what? All things. The preserver of what? Light and life. The one who formed galaxies. The one who formed solar systems. The one who created dinosaurs and, and bemoths and huge Huge whales and and he coming for him a little bit baby. <laughs> God, now we're talking about God, and he all often come in the form of a little bitty baby. We're talking about God now. I, I ain't talking about I. It would some of us. We would have came just like God, thundering and. Lightning and, and big old and God's now come just little bitty baby. Yeah. Mommy take care of me. Daddy take care of me. I can't even hardly do nothing. But I'm God. See if you don't have a revelation from him, <laughs> you will miss him. Because he will choose the lowly things. He will choose the despised things. He will choose that lowly church. He will choose that despised church. He will the lowly things. We missed it. Like so many of the Jews missed it. But they didn't understand that God would come like this. Why would God? Be like this. Jesus told one man, he was like, you know, one man talking about he wanted to follow God. And then Jesus said, look, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the son of man don't even have a place to lay his head. You have a, a house, yet all houses was his. Jesus didn't even have a chariot, yet all chariots was his. Jesus didn't have a whole, whole lot, lot of gold and stuff and big old bank account, but yet all the gold. Yeah. <laughs> now watch out for them lowly things. Now watch out for them despised things. Yeah, the Jews missed it. Because he came and presented himself and packaged himself in a way that they never expected. God said, Robert, many people today are missing me because I'm coming through vessels that they never expected. I'm coming through situations and circumstances that they never expected. Lowly things, despised things. Most of us don't like to suffer. No, man, we don't. God said, y'all don't be liking to suffer. I know. I know y'all don't. But God said, there's so much I can teach you, so much I will teach you through suffering. Despise. Uh-uh, no, nah, take a pill, take a tablet. Uh-uh, don't have to go through that. Uh-uh, baby, you shouldn't have to. Uh-uh. And God be saying, that's what I'm going to use because suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. And God said, hope will not disappoint us. It will not disappoint you. But it starts with something despised. It starts with something lowly. You think about a mustard seed, man. You see a mustard seed somewhere, man. Get that seed up out of here. Somebody... Why this little seed here? But you mess around and get it planted just right. 
You mess around and let it get fertilized and taken care of just right. And at the end of the day, that mustard seed will be something very, very special. So it is with your faith, child of God, and my faith. Start out with a little. And that's all we did was confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised him from the dead. But as that thing grow in you and in me, if you let it get uh, nurtured and, and, and uh, taken care of and, and, and watered and fertilized just right, it will turn into something greater than you can imagine, greater than you and I can imagine. God said, I choose the lowly things. See, the problem is that most of us don't choose the lowly things. You know, it's a particular show that uh, some of the saints here like to watch. You know, these guys, you got these different on the do-it-yourself channel. A lot of these guys, you know, they'll go into old broken-down houses. <laughs> and, you know, people be wanting to buy a house, and they'll have their budget. These cats will take them into the old broken-down houses, old crazy-looking houses. The houses be all messed up. And... um a lot of times, you know, the people be like, you know, in their mind, why in the world did they bring us? We said we want to buy a house. Why they bring us in this old, broken down, dilapidated, messed up looking house? What is wrong with these guys? And, you know, the people will be like, I, don't, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. But the guys, you know, I notice a lot, of, a lot of listening to that, what the people be talking about. Because the guys, they train to see what everybody can't see. You say, Apostle, what you're what you driving at? See, you need to understand that God sees the potential in you even if you don't see it. You be seeing yourself for what you ain't got. You be seeing yourself for that you ain't got a degree. You see yourself that you, you ain't the youngest no more. You see yourself, God be saying, look, I ain't that. Your limitation, God say, they're not mine. What you can't see, God says, I can see. What you don't know, God says, I know. Moses, you talking about what you can't do, but God said what I'm trying to get you to understand is that through me you can do all things. Are we about done, children of God? I noticed I'd be watching them. I'd be watching these cats real, real close. People be like, what? You know what in the world? And the guys be like, look, let me take you on over here. They'd be like, I don't understand. Look, come on, let's go over here. And then, get, and then once, they, once they, they done took them through and the people agree, Take by faith that these cats know what they do. They send them jokers on somewhere and let me work. See, that's what God's trying to do with you and I. Get you on somewhere. Go on, go on, get you on out of the way. God said, let me work. But God said, when I finish up with this thing, it's going to be far cry from what it looked like to you when this thing started. God said, get on out of my way. Now, once they, once they, they go, all them cats be waiting on is y'all going to give me the, just give me the, <laughs> just give me the go ahead. Just give me the go ahead. All I need you to do is say yes. Uh, 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 I forget the names of these cats because they got two twin brothers. Just, just say yes. But God be sitting back saying, look, just, just say yes, and I'll show you what the Holy Ghost can do. Just all I got to look at, all I need is a yes and an amen, and then you get on somewhere. Get you on. No flesh and glory. Then you get on somewhere and let me work. See, if the people in these, on these, these, these do-it-yourself shows, if they don't never give the approval, you know, because they'd be like, sometimes they're showing like three houses. They might show them three houses, and they pick one. Well, them other two houses continue to look crazy. But that one house that they pick, when them, when them guys get to work on it and, and, and do their thing, 
And I haven't seen it yet where the people come in and not be completely amazed. Can't not be completely amazed. You say, Apostle, what has that got to do with me? I, I'm just I'm encouraging you to just just say yes to God. Might not might not have been a yes to your mama. Might not have been a yes to your daddy. Might not have been a yes to your son or your daughter. Let just say yes to God in your life and watch how God do you at the end of the day. Watch how beautiful you end up at the end of the day. Let's show them three houses. People can't pick but one. That house that they that they the house is crazy. The end of the, as they did with the house that they pick is a far cry at the end of the show than it was at the beginning of the show. You say, Paul, what they got to do with me? Now bring this thing home, what you're saying. I'm here to let you know that if you will just say yes to God, get in the habit of saying yes to God on a daily and a regular and a consistent basis, at the end of your day, you're going to be much, much different, much, much better, much, much higher, much, much deeper than you were in the beginning. We're about done tonight, children of God. God is about what he wants to say. God says, I choose the lowly things of this world. God says, I didn't say they will stay lowly things, Robert. God says, I choose the lowly things. The, 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 the brothers in the, in the TV show, they said, look, we ain't saying the house going to stay like this. We just picked this crazy house to show you what some people that know what they're doing can do with this crazy-looking house. Well, if men that know what they're doing can make this kind of change with a crazy house, what do you think of God who can do anything with anybody can make and do in your life? God said, I choose the lowly things. I didn't say they stay the lowly things. I choose to despise things. God said, I didn't say they stayed the buy. I just, I just picked it looking crazy like that. God said, go back to verse 24. Look at verse 20, I mean verse 26. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. If you wonder, God said, Robert Bryan, if you wonder whether I've made a difference in your life, if you, if you, if you form even, even are contemplating that I've made a difference, think about what you were through that spring night in 1982. Think about that, Robert Bryan. Goodness gracious. Make me just want to sing a, a stanza of thank you, Jesus. Brothers, think of what you were. When you were called, see this. Is what happened? This is why this is one of the reasons why they bring these people in and show them them crazy houses in the beginning. Oh man, they could fix the house up, man, and bring them in and just sell them a new house. Uh uh-uh. uh. They bring them in first and show them the craziness of the house. Look how crazy this house was. Then they get them up out of there. Normally they get them up out of there. Maybe let them do one or two little things, tear some stuff down. They get them up out of there and then bring them in on the finished product. And people be like, Oh my God. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at how that he's opened up. On a, open. Look at that natural light that's coming in. Look at the hardwood floors. And then they'll even take some stuff from the old. Well, this is, we, we made this wall out of reclaimed wood. They, oh, my God. Think of what you were. Now, if you can't see much difference <laughs> in what you were, and where you are now, as a, then, then, then maybe you need, to, you need to check yourself. You need, you need to check yourself. Check out your movement with God. Come on, now, if I go and get in the weight room for six weeks and I'm looking about the same way at the end of the six weeks as I was the first day I went in, I need to check my, my, my workout program. 
There need to be some. There need to be some tangible changes. Think, Paul. Let Paul say, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world, the despised things, the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that none of us can boast before him. Well, what is it God is trying to get humanity to understand? That without him, you are a mess. That's the bottom line. God said, that's what I want you to understand. What do these characters in these do-it-yourself shows want people to understand? That without our expertise, without our know-how, this house would be in a mess. But because it was worked on by somebody that had wisdom, it turned into something real beautiful. Because Christ is being worked on Christ, who is the most God. Very, very Look at verse 29. So that no one may boast before him. It is just Jesus who has become for us the God. That is Our our redemption. Christ has brought, understand, child of God, that Christ has brought all of this in us. All of this is now working at work in us. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts. Now, if you just got to boast, don't be bragging about that new new car you done got. Don't be bragging all about that new house. Be bragging about that new job. Don't be bragging if you're going to boast. Boast in the Lord. Boast in what God has done for you. Boast in, boast in what God is doing to you. Boast in what God is doing through you. Any man boast, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Let us pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you today, Father, again, for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. Father, we appreciate you speaking to us, your little children. Pray, Father, that as your word goes out into the four corners of the earth, may your people be edified, encouraged, strengthened. May lives be changed. May destinies be, be shifted. May men and women move expeditiously into your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Forgive us, Father, our sins and our iniquities. Watch over us as we part one from another. Until we meet again, may the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Children of God, I'm convinced that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Capital E, no flesh. No flesh. That concludes this particular topic. Every child of God must know, know, the Lord willing. We will see what God has in store for us going forward. Three questions. Come on, somebody. Explain the parable of uh, the guys fixing the house and God fixing us up. Explain the parable of the guys on TV fixing up the houses and God fixing us up. Number two, why do you suppose God chooses? uh, Tell me five types of things God chooses. Five types of things that God be choosing. 
And number three, why must we be careful with the wisdom of this world? Why must we be careful with the wisdom of this world? Christian, check out our website.com slash member backslash t backslash tccc. Join us on
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.